series on the fruit of the Spirit. And if you could stand, please, we're going to, uh, we're going to sing. We're not going to sing. We're going to read Scripture tonight in Galatians chapter 5. If you go there to Galatians chapter 5, and let's look at verse 22. <clears throat> and I get this myself. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5, and let's see what the Bible says. Uh, I like to start in, um, in verse 19, because we need to be reminded that of the works of the flesh. The works is plural. Uh, let's le look at the, the, uh, verse 19 all the way to verse um, 23. And it says, the Bible says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, rats, strife, seditions, heresies, envy and murderous, drunkenness, reviling and such like. All the, uh, I'm sorry, of the which I tell you before, and I have also tell, also in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace long-suffering, gentleness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much, Lord, for this passage of Scripture. Lord, help us, Lord, to display the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Help us, Lord, that we allow your Spirit to work in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So we see right here, again, that the uh, works of the flesh, the works of the flesh comes in the plural, interesting, and the fruit of the Spirit comes in the singular. But the fruit of the Spirit displayed Himself in many different ways. And we see uh, the fruit of the Spirit is displayed in love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And the Bible says against such there is no law. So February is family month in our church. It is a time on which we focus a bit more on, on family. And this morning we dealt more with the young people. And uh, we're going to continue to, uh, about faith, uh, actually I thought this morning was very good about seeing a faith that is passed from generation to generation, you know, and I, it's a blessing to see that, you know, uh, in, in God's working in a grandmother, mother, and then a son. And, but anyway, then an outsider comes along and adopts the kid as this becomes a spiritual father. So, but I believe that the fruit of the Spirit is a good study even as we go through a family month, because in order for us to make a difference in people's lives, the Spirit of the Lord must make a difference in our individual lives as well. So, if the Lord is working in us individually, we're going to make a difference wherever we go. Can you make a difference in your workplace? Yes, you can. Whenever we go, can make a difference. So, as we continue studying the fruit of the Spirit and learning how God uses the fruit of the Spirit in your life uh, to help you more like to be more like what, like Jesus. So, imagine more of Jesus and less of me. Imagine that, more of Jesus, less of me. I'm going to live from now on more of Jesus, less of me. You know, it's an everyday yielding to the Spirit. It's not like one-time deal. It's everyday willing to die to self. And say, Lord, you take control. It's an everyday thing. Because we have, you know, our own flesh that doesn't want to obey and is very is is a rebel, our old man. And we have the worldliness around us that we expose every day. And of course we have the devil. 
So we have three vicious enemies who don't ease out or, or ease up on us, and they're ready to fight us and to destroy us. So, so far we look at the, at the fruit of love. We look at joy. We look at peace. Last week we look at patience. Tonight we come to the fruit of kindness. Kindness is something that is missing in many people. I have one that I work with that he needs kindness. I don't know how to make him be kind because there's not many kindness there. He is just rude to the core. I mean, you know, it just, I mean, it was a Thursday, Thursday. Thursday he was mean to me. Uh, we have in my section, we have a cordless, we have a like remote control box that we control the crane. And in the opposite side of the shop, in the opposite side of the, work, uh, of the football field, we have a crane which has a cable and a button control, and you actually have to walk with the thing because of the wire. So I was going to get the crane box, and he went first. I didn't know. He did something. <clears throat> then he went to the other side of the football field. So I, he took the box with him. So I needed the thing. I needed the thing. And uh, I went in and I said, I, I try to plan those things. And I said to him, I said, are you going to use the crane, the other crane, any time today? No. Could I get the box and turn it in and put it in my name? No. And I said, why? Because I don't want to. I said, oh, okay. Whatever, I do it tomorrow. And, I, and you know, he was, ho, 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 ho. he was make mockery. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like, oh, I was, but I like, I don't let him have it. So I walk away my way. And I guess he got remorseful, I guess. In the end of the day, he comes, oh, let's do that pick. <laughs> but he, it went from 8 in the morning until 3 in the afternoon. He hauled that thing. I could have get him in trouble with that. I didn't want to do that. But anyway, I was like, kindness. If I was there, I would say, I'll go get it. I'm not going to use it. But he didn't have any need for it, but he hold down too. So may we not be like that. So I'm still working on him, but, oh, goodness. He is really far removed over there. So anyway, kindness is something that is missing in many people. Kindness is something that should be practiced by people towards each other. So tonight, the fruit of the Spirit is such an important one, and that one that is sadly lacking in our world today. In a world of cynicism and criticism and sarcasm and scornful people, it is something, sometimes seem people have forgotten to be kind to each other. And the sad thing is that although it is easy to be unkind to others, it is really not that hard to be kind either. Right? It is easy to be unkind. It is easy to be rude, but it's not that hard to be kind either. It's actually very easy to be kind. So when Paul describes right here, um, I, uh, I'm not in 1 Corinthians. I don't know how I got 1 Corinthians here. But anyway, the Bible says that love is patient and love is what? Kind. So kindness involves compassion, caring, and giving. Kindness is necessary in order for societies to exist in some form of decency and, and, and people, people respect one another. So kindness is, is love active and uh, alive towards the people around us. I'll put it this way. All right. I said this way. 
Even I will, I, I'm using the stories in my workplace. It's like, listen, guys, if you, if you think about the next person in a kind way, we will make things appropriately so the next person went at a hard time. So we have a guy, we have a paper, I'll give you an example. We have a paper that a, welder, a pipe welder fills up. And he has to put a little letter there based what type of welding he's going to do. So we have one particular person that actually makes that thing so small purposely so the next person will have a hard time finding it. In the midst of all that writing, I mean, the card comes back to him. Where is that, 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 the word? What kind of welding you did? It's right there. Where? Right there. And he doesn't really point. He does that purposely. I said to him, so, Joe, why are you so unkind? Oh, it's there. Where? It's there. You need a microscope to find that thing. And so why do you do that? <laughs> That's not kindness. Actually, being mean. <laughs> but he does that. I mean, I can use all kinds of examples. But if I tell them, if we, if we think about our fellow man and do our diligence, I mean, I think it would be nice for other people to keep on going based because you did something good. For an example, we have to identify pipe, right, uh, Caitlin? We have to identify pipe. Well, when you, if you have, if you do everything nice and legible, the next person comes and reads and understands. But when we do like, and people go, where in the world it's here? You're not gonna, you're not gonna see kindness coming out of that person. It's gonna frustration comes out because the person's trying to identify the the thing before it moves on. So anyway. Kindness involves compassion, caring, and giving. Kindness is necessary in order for societies to exist, I believe, in some form of decency and responsibility. So kindness is love active, like I said, and love towards the people around you. So, so uh, whereas, whereas areas, I'm sorry, where love has to do with your attitude, joy has to do with your emotions, peace has to do with your mind, patience has to do with your reactions, and listen to this. Kindness has to do with your behavior. I will grow in kindness as I allow the Spirit to inspire my be behavior. So kindness is not just the way you feel towards others, but how you act towards others. You got that? Let me put that again. Kindness is not just the way you feel towards others, but how you act towards others. A person who is kind-hearted, but never acts in those feelings is a, is a, in his heart is a, not actually kind. This, this world needs a, a, a lot of more kindness, doesn't it? This world needs more kindness. I mean, we have enough rude people out there. We need to be kind. The people around you need, need a lot of more kindness. So let's look at the fruit of kindness tonight from several points. Number one, we, let's look at the kindness of our God. Is our God kind? Amen. Most people in this world think that God is just the old man upstairs. Oh, he is the old man upstairs. Is God kind? He's the old man upstairs. Well, some old men are not very kind. Correct? <laughs> Some old people are not very kind. Actually, they're quite rude. But anyway, some young people are not very kind either. So is God kind? That is far, uh, that, that he is, I mean, sorry, he is not a man, is the man upstairs, and he's far away from the affairs of men. That, that, that he is far away, unaware of the pain, headaches, and struggles of life. 
But such mindset is wrong. Such mindset reveals people uh, that, don't know, that don't know the Lord, that don't have a relationship with Him, because the Bible says the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. God knows what's going on. God knows what's going on in your life and my life. He knows what's going on. So people who never read a Bible don't understand the kindness of our God. How God is not limited, not limited to a statue in the church. That's not God. How God is the creator God. He's a creator God. God is a, is a giver of life. How God sustains this whole world, this universe together, so we can live. And above all, our God is full of loving kindness. If you know Him personally, you will agree with me that our God is a loving God, isn't He? He's a kind God. First, we want to see what the Bible tells us about the kindness of our God. Number one, His kindness is part of His character. The Bible tells us that God's kindness is part of who God is. And listen, if our God is kind, if our Heavenly Father is kind, shouldn't we as His children be kind? Oh, Lord, forgive us when we're not kind. Oh, goodness, we're all guilty of that, aren't we? One time when another like, well, I lost it. Yeah, you lost it. You know what? Uh, praise the Lord that we have a second chance, a third chance, and we have a forgiving God. So it is, it, it is, the, it is the very heart of his character. When, I, when God reveals his name and, uh, and character to Moses, he proclaims it this way. Look what it says in Exodus. Actually, you go to Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. That's how he, he reveals himself to, to uh, Moses. Uh, uh, and look what he says. That way he describes himself. Exodus 34, 34 verse 6. He got you there? I'll wait for you. Anyway, we don't worry about the Super Bowl. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. <laughs> Eric goes, don't tell me that. <laughs> All right, so look what it says. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounded in goodness and truth. That's the way God describes himself. As we see, God's kindness has to do with his compassion, grace and love. Uh, here God presents himself to Moses as the compassion and gracious God, abounding in love. So the Hebrew word translated love in this verse is the important word relating to God in the Bible. It refers to his kindness, his mercy, his, his faithfulness. We sometimes, even uh, we sometimes even translate this word as, God, as God's loving kindness. Actually, go to uh, Psalm chapter 30, 136, verse 1. <clears throat> Psalm 136, verse 1. And look what it says there. All give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 17, verse 2, it says, For his mercy, for his merciful kindness is great towards us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. So the word translated love in this verse is the same word that, find, that we find in, for God's loving kindness in Exodus chapter 34. The amazing thing about Psalm 136 is that the psalm keeps repeating is the, the description of God's love and God's kindness. 26 times in 26 verses we are told that God's loving kindness endures forever. Is our God kind? Yeah. Yes. Better be. His kindness leads to repentance. 
The Bible tells us that God's kindness leads to repentance. Look what it says in Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Oh, despise the other riches of his goodness and forbearance and, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance. People have turned to the Lord because of his kindness. They go everywhere and they said, I don't have a, I never found someone so kind as the Lord. And they turned to him because of that. When we hear of God's judgment, we offer run another way. But when we hear of his kindness to us in the Gospels, we, we are drawn to Christ and turn away from our sin. So people turn to God because of his love, his kindness, his mercy, and his grace. People turn to God because what he offers is always good. If, listen, if forgiveness good, why people turn to the Lord for salvation? Because God is good. And because, you know, they know they're going to obtain salvation. You know, I'm lost, and He's giving me something good. So it's coming from a good God, a loving God. So whenever we need to be, uh, uh, we need to be uh, careful that we, we never take God's kindness for granted. This is why Paul, later in the book of Romans, cautions us to consider both the kindness and sternness of our God. Go to Romans chapter 11, verse 22. So we have to defer from one another. Listen, girl, if you're going to be disobedient children, you know what? We're going to see that God's going to come and correct us. But we can see that God is a kind, loving God. Look what it says. Uh, Romans 11:22. Behold, the Bible says, Therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell uh, severity, uh, severity, but towards thee, goodness is, is for thou... If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. So God's kindness leads us to repentance, but don't take God's kindness for granted. Paul urges you to continue in his kindness. It's like this. You know, I'm kind, I'm kind, I'm kind to you, and you're rude and you're rude to me. Don't take my kindness for granted because can run out. You follow that? Same thing with me. I mean, you're you kind, you're kind, you're kind to me, and I'm rude, rude, rude to you. Eventually... You're going to say, well, okay, one minute. I'm done with you. You follow that? Same thing with the Lord. The Lord said, I'm kind to you. The, the nature of God, the character of God is full of kindness. But don't test God because it comes a different way. So the, the kindness, let us see, the kindness of Jesus. The Bible also shows us how Jesus' life was full of kindness. Jesus is an example of God's kindness. Jesus, the Son of God, who displayed all the fruit of the Spirit in his life. And we certainly see that when he comes to the fruit of kindness. Actually, go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. We could see here the kindness of our God. I love this verse. I love this verse because if you include yourself in this verse, Matthew 9, 36, you could see the compassion of our God. But look what it says there. It says, but when he, who's he? Jesus, so the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and was scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Now, let me put it this way. When God looks at the condition of our world, you think it moves the heart of God? When, when, when God looks at the condition of our world, they see the wickedness and the walking away from him and the disinterest that people have on God. You think that moves the heart of God? Yes, it does. Right here, you can see that. 
So Jesus had compassion on people, and he turned that compassion into action. He healed the sick. He fed the hungry. He touched the leopard. He thought the crowds. He took time with people. He sat and ate with sinners, and even for, forgive those who crucified him. In God good? Yes, he is. Look what it says in Ephesians 1, 7, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. So the riches of God's kindness and the grace were never more in full display than when Jesus gave us life for us on the cross. Number two, we see the kindness of God's grace. That leads us directly to our next point tonight, is the kindness of God's grace. God's kindness and grace go together in the Bible, folks. God's kindness is part of His grace for us. When we consider God's kindness in relation to grace, several things come to the forefront right here. Let's look at them. God's kindness is undeserved. The Bible, the first the Bible tells us that God's kindness is undeserved. We read this in Titus chapter 3, uh, chapter 3 verse 4. Go there for a second. Ch uh, Titus 3 verse 4. It says there. Are you there? Okay. It says, But after that, the kindness of, and love of God our Savior towards men appeared. So the kindness that God had shown in Jesus, uh, uh, us in Jesus is complete undeserved. In fact, it is the exact opposite of what we deserve. What do we, what do we deserve as sinners? Honestly. We, need, we deserve judgment. And people say, Oh, no, 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 we don't deserve judgment. Yes, we do. Every single one of us. I said this to a person, unsaved person in my job this week. His name is Adam, if you want to pray for him. We're talking about, and, and he said, I am a good person. He said that. Oh, what opportunity. And I said, Adam, are you a good person? I am a good person. Compared to whom? And he looked at me. I said, what do you mean? I said, I just asked you a question. You said you were a good person. To whom you compare yourself to? He got it. He literally got it. I'm, I said very kindly. I didn't say in a mean way or harsh way. Uh, he got it. I said, you, got, you, you see what I'm saying? We compare our goodness to other people. I'm better than this. I'm better than this. I'm better than this. And the other people look at you and say, I'm better than you. I'm better than this one. We forget to compare our goodness to the goodness of God. He got it. And he, he listened. And he turned around and went his way. But I mean, uh, what opportunity? Just to... I didn't use any Bible. I just... Food for thought. So, we deserve judgment because we sinners. But the kindness of God. God was willing to go to Calvary's cross. God was willing to pay a sacrifice that we cannot, cannot pay. God was willing to say... I paid it all. Now it's yours free if you want. You see the kindness of God? I did it all. I did the whole work. And I'm giving it to you. Let me put an example. All right, so you go home. Okay? And you bake your favorite cake. You know, you just make a nice cake. You, you go out of your way. You go to the store. You buy the things. You drive there, of course. You, 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 you have your time. You, you, know, you plan your time. You spend time. You spend your money. You, sp you put energy to it. You bake that whole thing. And you come to church with this beautiful cake. Do we deserve anything out of it? Absolutely not. But see somebody do that, that's the kindness of their heart, isn't it? They're saying, I want you to have a peace. 
You know, when we say no, sometimes we cut their hearts. Because they did out of the kindness of their heart. Think about it. God went to Calvary's cross, shed his blood, paid a price we cannot pay. And he says, I have this gift for you. You know what people do? I don't want it. Now think about how God feels. It cuts the heart of God because they're rejecting something that he, he worked for so hard for it. Our world is full of people like that, folks. Let it be. God's kindness is unearned. God's kindness is not only undeserved, but the Bible tells us that God's kindness is unearned. Look what it says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For, the grace of, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and it is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. See, that's salvation. This gift that God has come out of his own heart. He doesn't say, he says, you don't have to pay anything. It's my I give it to you. We don't deserve it, but God give it to you. God's grace is something you receive by faith rather than something you earn by your works. Grace, by definition, is something that is, is unearned. If we could somehow earn it, it wouldn't be grace. God's kindness is undeserved and unearned, so we don't deserve God's kindness, neither God's grace, but God in His mercy gives us grace and loving kindness. He said we don't deserve God's salvation. We don't deserve heaven. Because we sin is at the core, aren't we? Yep. But God says, I give it to you. Amen. Our God is so kind. Let us see. We see God's kindness is motivation to be uh, is, a, is, a, is a motivation to be kind to others. So God kind, God's kindness should motivate us to be kind to other people. Don't you know there are thousands of people who could benefit from, benefit from your kindness? They are. Who, is the, who are the people more acceptable in a group? The kind people or the rude people? Think about it. And I, if, you know, it's two people. Let's say me and another person. I come in, I'm rude as can be. Any other person come in as kind as could be with a smile. Who do you think they're going to accept more? I probably will aggravate the whole group. But the other one comes in and is all, all those kindness. Oh, imagine I'm coming in, you know, like, and the other one comes in or, or is she coming, whatever, the person with a nice piece of cake again. Who are they going to accept? See, it's easy to be kind. Don't you know there are thousands of people who could benefit from our kindness? Other people, especially those who are not of the household of faith, should see the kindness of our Heavenly Father in us. Don't you know that it is, is not hard to be kind? It's not hard to be kind. Sometimes we get frustrated. That's true. Sometimes we get angry. That's true. All, all of us go through that. But kindness. It's not hard to be kind. Not hard. Don't you know that it is not hard to show kindness to others? Actually, it's quite easy. If we don't think evil of others, we definitely wouldn't, wouldn't think and act unkind towards others. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 33. Should uh, not thou also have compassion on thy, on thy fellow servant, even as I have pity on thee? 
In other words, because God has been merciful to us, we have an obligation to be merciful to others. But we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be kind for the sake of being kind. We should be kind because we want to be kind. We should desire to be kind to others because we want to be kind as our Heavenly Father is kind to us. Jesus said it this way. Go to Luke chapter 6, verse 35. Go to Luke chapter 6, verse 35. Look at, look at how we should be kind. You say, Pastor, I won't do that. Okay? Look what Jesus said right here in Luke 6, 35. This is a great, great verse. And I think if we really think about it, look what he says. Let me put it this way. Did Jesus hanging on that cross, did he curse the people that crucified him? He did not. He said, Father, forgive them for the evil that they were doing. God, he says, Father, forgive them. Look what it says there. Luke 6, 35. What it says? But what? Love your enemies. All right. So you know somebody's talking bad about you. You know somebody's sticking the fork in your back. You know somebody's being mad to you. Somebody's spreading rumors about you. And you're talking with that person, and God says, be kind to your enemy. Is that hard to do? Yes, it is. We need the grace of God to help us. But look, it says, but love, uh, but love your enemies and do good. I'm sorry, where are and lend hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest. And ye, uh, and he is kind unto, unto the unthankful and unto the evil. And look, verse 36 where it says, But he therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. So as the sons of our heavenly father, we should be kind to others, not, not simply out of obligation, but because God is kind to us. We want to be kind to others as, so, as well. So as Jesus said, be merciful just as your father is merciful. When we consider God's kindness in relation to his grace, we see these three important particular things right here. You see, God's kindness is undeserved, God's kindness, God's kindness is unearned, and God's kindness should motivate us to be kind to others as well. So God freely gives us his grace to you. Why shouldn't we be kind to others? It's easy to be kind. It is easy to be kind. We live in a very unkind world, don't we? We live in a very unkind world. It's unfortunate. I see a lot of things about my job. Unfortunately, in my job, people like this. You have to watch your back constantly all the time because the people even that work with you, that look at you and you think they're your friends, they sometimes they become your worst enemies. They stab you in the back in two seconds. They create falsehood about you. Maybe Caitlin is working, just started there. Maybe she should take that into heart because it happens. Where's kindness? What is honesty? Number three, we see growing in kindness. How can we grow in kindness? We have looked at the kindness of God. We have looked at kindness and God's grace. Finally, we want to see what the Bible tells us about growing in kindness. How can we grow in kindness? Listen, to this, put it this way. Now, let's put it this way. Then someone it lives in a rough neighborhood. Okay? Someone was exposed to all kind of evil actions and unkind things, unkind words, and tearing down people all the time, that person gets saved. Can that person change? Oh, yes. That person, you changed. I changed. He's still working on me. He's still working on you, right? Amen. So that person can change. 
You see, anybody can change. Anybody can change if they want to. Kindness. If only our world would be more kind. Imagine, put it this way. How many people tonight are going to bed hungry without a meal? Think about it. How many people are crying tonight because they don't have something to eat? And sometimes it's not because they're not working hard. Or, you know, sometimes it's cut from them. Then you have government officials taking everything for them, and the little ones have nothing. If only it would be more kindness in our world. It would be less hunger. Abortion. Think about it. If only it would be more kindness in our world, more people would live. Oh, I can't have this child. If only it would be more kindness in our world. It would be a much different world, wouldn't it? I can go on with many examples. It's for the sake of time, but I was thinking about this. Only if it would be more kindness in our world. We would talk with each other in a better way. Who will help our fellow men in a better way? But unfortunately, it's a lot of evil in our world. So growing kindness. How can we grow in kindness? How can we display this characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit in your life or in my life? Let me ask you this question. Are you a kind person? Think of it. Lord, am I a kind person? Am I displaying this thing in my life? Are you a kind person towards people? Do you act in kindness? So here are five things you can, you can do to start growing in kindness right away. Just take this into consideration. Let me put it this way. Our church is full of kind people. Just the very fact that you give to the food pantry is an act of kindness. The fact that you're here on Saturdays is an act of kindness. The fact that you drive to people's homes is an act of kindness. Amen. You don't have to do it, but you do it. You do it out of your own will. You do it. You do it. And I see the smiles in your faces. It's an act of kindness. So we have a lot of kind people in our church. We do. And I want to make sure you know that. But let's consider tonight. Consider how we can grow in kindness, how we can grow in kindness. I'm including myself in this. Just five things. Consider God's kindness to you. Do you think that God is kind to you? Do you think that God always been kind to you? Is when I have a time in your life that say, God was not kind to me. I can't even think of it. God has always been kind to me. Do you think that God always acting loving kindness towards you? Do you have a testimony of the loving kindness of the Lord towards you? Get this, the very fact that you are saved is an act of mercy, grace, and God's loving kindness. Folks, I don't deserve salvation. You don't deserve salvation. I don't deserve heaven. None of us deserve those things. But God in His kindness is a kind, loving God. The very fact that you are adopted into God's family is an act of God's mercy, God's grace, God's loving kindness. God did not save you because of your goodness. 
nobody would be saved. If God would save you and me because of our goodness, no one would be saved. We have nothing good to offer God. Isn't that Lord said our goodness is nothing but filthy rags? And people get offended. I, one time I preached on that, and somebody got so offended at me, and in the middle of service that person was hollering at me. Because I said, I said, your goodness compared to God is nothing but filthy rags. That's what the Bible talks about. And I described that filthy rag. That person was angry at me. God did not save us because of our goodness, but, be, but because the truth is that we have none to offer God. God saved you and me because He loves us, He cares about us, and because of His loving kindness. He extends His loving kindness towards us and say, here's my salvation. I give it to you free. Not because you deserve it, because I wanted to give it to you. Same thing like I said about the cake. You know, a person comes in, spends the time, energy, money, and all that effort, and brings a big, beautiful cake, a delicious cake, comes in and say, hey, here's a piece of cake. We don't deserve it. But the person out of the kindness of their heart wants you to have one. Same thing. Consider God's kindness to you in Jesus. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7, that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. Was Jesus an example of kindness? Yes, He was. Was there ever, uh, ever a, uh, a love like God that sent His Son to the world to die on a cross for our sin? Is there ever a love like God that sent His only Son to die in my place, in your place? The Bible says no. We are talking about the, 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 the riches of our, of our God, the grace of our God expressed in the kindness of the, of the Lord Jesus. There's no love or kindness that, ever, that even began to compare. There's no kindness in this world that can compare to the kindness of our God. And when you consider God's amazing kindness extended to you and to me, by the way, kindness and loving kindness is not a suggestion to the Christian. Listen to me, it's a must. God wants us to be kind. Even when people are not kind to us. Lo uh, living in a world with so much evil, rudeness, uncaring hearts, uh, kindness should be something that we Christians should be known for. We should be kind towards... towards uh, uh, it's interesting, you don't want to know what's in written in here. <laughs> we should be kind towards our unsaved co-workers in a workplace. We should be kind towards our brothers and sisters in Christ in the church. We should be kind towards a stranger that approaches you in public. You should be kind, uh, should be kind to, to all people. So no, no, get this, we're not going to be kind just because we, we have to be kind. We want to be kind because that's who we are, the children of the living God. So don't you know that rudeness doesn't make any friends? Rudeness doesn't make friends. Don't you know that unkindness only drives people away from you? Don't you know that unkindness doesn't fit among people? But kindness attracts people to you. My uh, grumpy friend, co-worker that works with me, it was like a month ago, a person from another department approaches the table and looks at me and said, can I talk to Grumpy today? I said, well, I will talk to him. Well, he's not in a good mood. I'm not going to talk to him. Go talk to him. He's okay. I think he's okay today. You see what happens? 
the grumpiness of people. People are concerned. They don't want to approach that person because they don't know the reaction. So they back off. If the person is an ocean of kindness, they come to you immediately. They talk to you. With, they don't feel like they're going to be is any it's going to be any attack on you. So, um, kindness attracts people to you. Kindness causes people to open up to you. Kindness uh, makes many friends. Kindness experiences many open doors. Rudeness finds a way, finds many closed doors. So kindness fits everywhere. Rudeness finds many obstacles. Look, go to Ephesians chapter four, verse thirty-one. I want to see. I want you to see this. It describes right here Ephesians four thirty-one and thirty-two. It really displays rudeness and kindness right here. If you look at it, look what it says in there. All right. So a person that, think about a person that is rude. Okay, look what it says. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. That describes a rude person? Yes. Look what it says in the next verse. But be ye, he's talking to the children of God here, but be ye kind one to another. See that? Tenderhearted. Is the next verse? Forgiving one another, even as what? God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. You know the way God wants us to forgive each other? The way He forgives us. Wow. Consider God's kindness to us, motivate us to grow in our kindness towards the, our others. Folks, it is not the fruit of this, it's not the fruit of the Spirit here we're talking about. It is the fruit of the Spirit. And kindness is one of those pieces or ingredients that, that displays in our lives as a result of the fruit or the Spirit working in us. Are you kind in your words? Are you kind with your actions? Are you kind with your attitude towards others? I think this message fits all of us tonight, including me. We need to hear that. Let it be. Give sacrificially to those we need. A second way to grow in kindness is to give sacrificially to those who are in need. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 8, Paul uh, writes about the Macedonian church who give generously to, other, to others in need, even though they were in great need themselves. Can you imagine? They were in great need, but out of their heart, they give even though they were in need. Does the Lord bless that? Yes, He does. And look what it says there. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's Ephesians, uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. That through he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty may, uh, might be rich. The giving, it was not, not only generous, but sacrificial giving. Paul follows this up by pointing up to, to us that, that uh, the sacrifice Jesus made at the cross. He writes in 2 Corinthians 9, when we already look at this verse, so Jesus is the ultimate example of sacrificial giving because He gave His ultimate very life for our salvation. But look, oh, but Jesus was God. Yeah, in His humanity, He suffered. And one thing we don't understand, He got spiritually separated from His Father and also despised by many, hanging that cross by Himself for one purpose, for you and me. As Christians, we should give sacrificially to those who are in need. Even sometimes we are in, we are in need ourselves. 
And believe me, there are a lot of needy people around us. Isn't it? There's a lot of needy people around us. There are people, uh, a lot of struggling people around us. Some people sometimes I need of uh, one word. Some people I need of companionship. Some people I need of just, mm. some people I need of food. There's a lot of needs around us. By the way, I think that our church is a loving church. Amen. I really do. We have a wonderful loving church here. Right. I see the love for each other here. I see it even on our, uh, uh, um, Facebook instant messenger. And when somebody is sick, when they hear, uh, all the prayers, all the things, all the caring words. You know, that's because of a heart of caring. We have a loving church. Look at what we do towards needy families. I think also that most of you are very kind. As you give your resources, your money, your time, away from, from, from your business of life that you have yourself. Get this. Your labor is not in vain. And your labor is not going on unnoticed. God sees. God takes notice. God sees. Look what it says in 1 John 3.17. But who, who's had his world as world's good, and see his brother have need, and shut his, uh, up his bowels of compassion from him, from dwelling, uh, from dwelling the love of God in him. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. When we give sacrificially, somebody's calling me. When we give sacrificially to, to others in need, we not only model ourselves after Jesus, after Jesus, but we open ourselves up to growing in this kindness and in love. The Bible says it's, be, it's better to give. It's, it's better to give than I'm part of the verse here than to receive. Amen. That's right. it's, 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 it, it is a the feeling of giving and see the expression of people's faces is greater than when we don't get me wrong. It's nice to get a good gift, isn't it? It's not, but also to give to someone, especially when we know it's a need. Let us say, speak kind words to someone today. Look what it says in Proverbs 12, 25. Heaviness in the heart of man make it a stoop, but a good word make it a glad. Kind words. You know, I, every day, we kind of joke about this because we, the, super, the supervision in our job doesn't do that. But, you know, we, when you see people in the morning, the first thing, what do you say? Hey, good morning. How are you? But say that with a smile in your face. Oh, it's raining outside. Well, forget about the rain. You know what? Good morning. How are you? I mean, I do this every day. Like, good morning. How are you? I'm walking through my company. I do, like, a safety walk every day. And you know, I, I'm seeing people. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. What are you doing? You're showing kindness. You're showing kindness to them. Oh, the other day, it was raining outside. <laughs> I was raining. It was pouring. <laughs> I walk in with my other side, just walking uh, uh, out of my car with my sunglasses. <laughs> and I walk inside, and I was dripping in rain. I got my black sunglasses on. A guy looks at me. And I said, good morning. <laughs> I almost fell here. But anyway, we start our day with kindness. And we express it to others. 
You know, sometimes you say good morning to somebody, it makes a whole difference in the world. Good morning, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Hey. That's a Why are you so happy first thing in the morning? <laughs> you want me to tell you? I mean, Grumpy tells me that. Why are you so happy first thing in the morning? Oh, I want me to tell you? Oh, stop it. I don't want to hear. <laughs> I'm ready for it, you know? So third way to growing kindness is to speak kind words to other people. Speak a kind word to someone today. We have no idea what disappointments or discouragement people are or things that people are struggling with. We can either add to their burden by despairing them and discouraging them with our words, or we can speak kind words to them in, in their midst, so it, it, it causes them to, or to try to encourage them in the midst of their struggles. A kind word, let me put it this way. A kind word costs nothing. It's priceless. The value is tremendous. A kind word can lift someone's spirit more than you can imagine. A kind word can give hope to someone who is discouraged. A kind word can change a direction in a person's heart. A kind word can provide you a friend. A kind word can call someone to give glory to God because of you. So living in a world with so much unkindness, a kind word proceeding out of your mouth or my mouth, those good things. So let, me, let, let us be kind in speaking kind words to others. Always remember, kindness and kind words draws people to us. Unkind and unkind words drives people away from us. So let us speak kind words today. Was Jesus ever unkind? No, he was not. Letter D. Remember God's promise for those who are kind. To grow in kindness is to remember God's promises in His Word for those who are kind. We read Jesus' words early from the Gospel of Luke, where He said to love our enemies and to do good to them without expecting nothing back. So people are rude to you. You have no reason to be rude back. Follow that? Let me give you a piece of my mind. That word should not come out of our mouths. Let me tell you what you need to hear. No. It takes two to make a fight. Somebody's mad at you? Okay. Go ahead. Get your blood pressure up. Go ahead. Get your, your, your face all red. Okay. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> are you done yet? <laughs> They're like, what is this person? It's like, you know, it's like a boxing match, right? The guy goes there ready for a win. The other one goes, hey, how are you? Walking around. And the other goes, what's the matter? This guy didn't give him to fight. See that? Takes two to fight. So we should not expect to get, any, get nothing back but just to be kind. So let me read some verses to you. Proverbs eleven seventeen, 17. Be merci uh, the merciful man doeth good to his own soul. But he that is cruel trouble his own flesh. Proverbs 19.17 He that pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that, uh, and that which he uh, had given will he repay, he pay him again. I'm sorry. 
Hebrews 6.10, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which he had shown towards his name, in that he have ministered to the saints and to minister. So when you give, when you give, when uh, you have to give freely without speaking or seeking a reward from others, give without expecting a thank you back, need a pat in the back, be kind, give out of your heart, give without expectations. God has promised a reward for your kindness. So look for him. Don't look, look for him for your reward. But let me tell you, don't expect a pat in the back from people. Just be kind. Oh, Pastor, it's easy for you to say. No, it's not. I'm a human being just like you are. So that is a, that's the letter E. Ask God to develop the fruit of kindness in your life. Finally, you come, come to this one. You know what? Again, it's not the fruits of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, uh, Eric, can you close those doors, please? Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't realize how loud he's talking. So ask God to develop the fruit of, this, of kindness in your life. You know, we naturally not kind people. Okay? Watch the kids in the playground. Go to the playground, I mean, don't look like, you know, like a weird person, but go to the playground when there's summertime and watch kids playing in the playground. Are they kind to each other? they mean to each other. Is a kid come with a nice toy before they know it was one over there that has all the toys. And they go, mine, mine, and everybody's crying, and mom's all, all crazy, and the other one gets everything there. And you know, you're now you have to yank that thing away from that kid because he took possession out of the whole thing. I mean, I've been in the playground with my kids. I've seen it. It's just like unkindness. Like, so we naturally not kind people, but we can learn to be kind. And it's priceless. Unfortunately, some kids grew up to be adults and never learned to be kind. They were bullies all their life and still bullies today. It is sad, isn't it? So ask God to display the fruit of kindness in your life. Like I said, it's not hard to be kind to people. Look what it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Do you have it? Kindness goes a long way. The spirit of kindness fits anywhere you go. The spirit of kindness attracts people to us. The spirit of kindness makes us look more like Jesus. The spirit of kindness look, looks good in you. Now I finish with this tonight. God's very character is marked by loving kindness towards us. And without God's kindness, we would all be all lost here tonight. But let me tell you, kindness doesn't take any space. May we learn to be more kind and less rude. Can we do that? Yes, we can. Go like this. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I like that, Heather. <laughs> yes, we can be more kind and less rude. Yes, we can. That's true. It fits all of us. Who has pets here? Who has pets? Pets like cats, dogs? Pets. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Some people are more kind to their animals than they are kind to people. Why is that? May we learn to be kind continually every day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for this topic tonight on kindness. May we display the kindness of Jesus in our lives. Lord, help us. We need your help because naturally we're not kind. We need your help, Lord. We need your spirit to work in us and through us. Help us, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you could stand, please.